yeah it's auditioning is weird it's not it's not you know it's not acting it's it's <laughs> this strange you know um sort of bubble where where you really um are kind of under a lot of pressure that that wouldn't necessarily be the case um if you had to, you know real time to prepare and and put on a role so we Absolutely. get that um that makes and we just try to make it as as painless as possible it's it's less painful than going to the doctor <laughs> Welcome back to Basic Brain Heart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho. Just two quick housekeeping matters before we go ahead and jump right into it. One of them being our listenership is growing and growing every week. It's unbelievable. And I'm so, so grateful for each and every one of you. Um, However, our ratings on the iTunes App Store have been a little stagnant. So I would be super grateful if you would head on over to the iTunes App Store Give us a rating and or a review. And of course, remember, this is a podcast, so you can subscribe wherever you find your podcast. It doesn't have to be um, through the, the podcast app on iTunes. You can find it, of course, in Jellycasts or whatever your podcast app of choice is. Also, we did go ahead and start a Facebook page, which has almost no likes at this point because it is brand new. It's going to be a great place for me to interact with you in terms of letting you know what guests are coming up, allowing you to ask questions ahead of time. And of course, paying you when we have a new episode live. So I'd be super grateful if you'd head on over there and like that page as well. All right. Enough about that. The lovely woman you heard during the introduction was Jessica Daniels of Jessica Daniels Casting. Jessica is so dedicated to her craft and her IMDb page speaks for itself. But some of the notable folks she's placed um, would include Michael Sheen, Paul Giamatti, Brian Cranston, and Titus Burgess in 30 Rock. Uh, young Eddie Huang in Fresh Off the Boat, Hudson Yang. Uh, and she just cast Shante Adams in her first film role right out of college as the lead in Roxanne, Roxanne. And uh, Shante actually just won the Breakthrough Performance Award at Sundance this year. Jessica also cast the young actor James Friedson Jackson in The Strange Ones. And that one's coming out later this year. And he also won a Breakthrough Performance Award at South by Southwest. Um, so Jessica certainly has an eye for talent. She has a very refreshing and down-to-earth approach, loves putting people at ease and helping actors to stop doubting themselves. And her words um, are certainly encouraging, but also she just gives some really actionable tips for actors who are working to make it. And I'm so grateful that she took the time to uh, chat with me for a bit. It was it was a little bit late her time, um, and it was early evening for me. We are uh, working from West Coast to East Coast, so I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jessica Daniels. Well, Jessica, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, chat with me for a little bit. It's such a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure to to be here with you, Hannah. Thanks well, so thank much for you. Me. You have any? Uh, how is summer on your end of the states? By the way, we're on the west coast. It's getting pretty warm. How's the east coast? Ninety some odd degrees today, and it's Ooh. still June. So, oh, as snap. far as I'm concerned, frighteningly warm early in the <laughs> too <summer>. hot. <laughs> yeah. Are you a cold weather person? No, I love I love warm weather and I love the beach and stuff. It just usually oh, it doesn't get a little ninety too much. till yeah. I hear you. I'm I'm kind of a cold weather person. I, for the most part, grew up in Wisconsin, so um, I don't know. I'm partial to the cold. It's it's a little weird, but um, I like seasons. I like. Yes. 
Well, you um, did you you and we were speaking a, a few minutes ago about a little bit about your background. It sounds like you were yeah. born and raised in New York State. Is that is that the case? In New York City, I'm an I'm a native Ooh. New Yorker. Um, Go girl. Yes, on the Upper <laughs> West Side of Manhattan. That's awesome. Um, Morningside Heights, and um, yeah, I, I really. I know it's like surprising sometimes to maybe to, you know, consider someone who was born and raised um, like in the city itself, but I really loved it. Yeah. For me, it was just like such a perfect, you know, place to grow up. Did you ever consider leaving or has it always just been clear that that's where you want to be? No, I I mean, I went to college in the Midwest. I went to Washington University in St. Louis, and that was a pretty deliberate move. I I always knew I was going to come back to New York, but um, I definitely wanted to go away for college and was lucky to be able to do so and did a a lot of traveling and, you know, spent um, a semester abroad in England all over. Um, But really, you know, for the most part, um, have always, like, lived in, in New York other than during my college years. That's really cool. Did you have any siblings? I do. I still do. Um, I have a younger brother, (laughs) (laughs) um, Mr. Brian Daniels. Uh, he, he, uh, also lives in, in the city. Oh, that's Um, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. How do you feel? Um, like I, I always like to start with talking about people's backgrounds because it, inevitably it plays a part in who you are today, um, directly or indirectly. How do you feel like your past and your family life and your story has kind of played into who you are today? Um, well, I mean, I, I grew up in sort of a very liberal bastion, you know, with a really, uh, with a lot of access to like culture and arts and, That's and a cool. lot of, you know, different people and opinions. And, and I think like, even though, no one else in my family really pursued entertainment per se. They were all very supportive of it. And, you know, I was really sure. lucky to be go to a lot of shows and a lot of museums and, you know, just really kind of take advantage of everything that New York had to offer, even from a really young age. That's and cool. I'm pretty certain that shaped, you know, my worldview. And I think also just really kind of, um, helped nurture and develop my own artistic interests. Sure. And did you have a really clear idea as a kid or a teenager, um, what you were headed for in your career or was it, uh, was it, I really a- would like to meet the, the young, <laughs> young kid who decides <laughs> right? they want to be a casting director. Um, <laughs> that, that would so be a no, little odd. <laughs> know what casting was at that point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, per- I was a performer, you know, when I was, uh, young and, and also I think somewhat of a like nascent director. I was a little, little bossy. Love I it. had a lot of opinions. Um, <laughs> good thing. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I did a lot of plays in school and went to theater camp. I went to stage door matter, I just did, you know, plays and, and at school and at camp. And I think, you know, when I was, um, when I was in college, I plays and then I, maybe towards my, my junior year I started going somewhat more behind the scenes and I'd always also been interested in writing and, and directing as I mentioned and um, ended up directing and writing like a, a play for my thesis um, in oh, college nice. and that really um, just opened me up to maybe like other possibilities that weren't necessarily on stage um, and at the same time, I had been interning for Backstage Newspaper oh, nice. um, on my summers off from college. And so it was backstage that I sort of learned what casting was. And I had done this article um, where I got to I, I 
interviewed like 20 of the top film casting directors. I think it, it was wow. and, uh, talking to some of those people, mostly women. Um, but just that really kind of, um, lit a real spark for me because oh, it just sure. seemed such an interesting profession that I had never really known existed in a, in a, um, you know, a concrete way yeah. that really matched a lot of what I thought could potentially be strengths, um, in terms of creative, um, pursuits. It also had to have like a really great recall and memory and be really intuitive Absolutely. and also have somewhat of a business sense. So it was through the, that article, um, and my, my, work at backstage that I decided I wanted to give casting a try. That's incredible. Do you, were any of those conversations, did you find that those women were really welcoming and generous with their time and really loved passing on that knowledge? And were any of those conversations particularly memorable for you? You know, um, there was a variance cause there were 20 of them. Sure, that's, and that's that's that matters. I think casting, you know, by, by nature is, is very generous in a way. Like, I mean, in, in the profession itself, it's, you're, you're Absolutely. very much trained by mentors, um, who show you the ropes and, and then pass, pass them on. Um, but I think it sort of depends on when you catch people and, and, you know, there are, um, it is a very, um, you know, film and, t- and TV, uh, and, and theater, um, which I don't work on, but it's still nonetheless <laughs> yes. busy. And yes. sometimes, you know, there can be a lot of pressure. So it sort of depends on when you catch someone, but no, I, th- I think I spoke to, um, I spoke to Deborah Zane, who was really generous and oh, amazing nice. with her time. Um, if, I'm forgetting a little bit. I spoke to Bonnie Timmerman, oh, like no I spoke worries. to a lot of them. Yeah. That's so it was awesome. just, um, it, it, I have to f- find that article somewhere. But, um, <laughs> I'll have to dig it up and put the link it in the, yeah, <laughs> in the show notes uh-huh. um, as a casting director yourself now. And then as you were speaking to them, I can imagine that there's always this sense that you get that anyone who talks to you wants something from you because everyone knows that you are a powerful person in a sense. And you, is that really difficult to deal with? And I'm sure we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more later, but yeah. I've thought about that a I lot. Gotta- it's got to be tricky. I really don't think of it that way at all. I mean, um, uh, so I'm I don't just even a know jaded person. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, there's certainly some times where people were, you know, if an, an actor is really green, as we say, you know, doesn't have a ton of experience <laughs> or doesn't realize like how best to approach, um, the business. And, you know, sometimes that can be a little bit, um, I don't know, uh, just annoying. Um, especially if like, you know, Absolutely. someone catches me at like a really busy moment, but otherwise, I, you know, I'm, I'm a person like I, I, yes. and I, I genuinely, you know, do like to answer good questions. Um, so it, it really just, it kind of depends. And look, I mean, I'm in a position too, where I often, you know, have to approach people because I want to work with them or Absolutely. like, I, you know, I'm looking to, for my next job. So like I, I, and I believe in karma. So like, you know, I just, <laughs> and paying it forward. So, um, awesome. yeah, I just, I think, I think hopefully, you know, the, the majority of us are, you know, very well intentioned and, and yeah, we're, we're all hu- we're humans and, and try <laughs> to great. treat everybody, oh, you know, how we would like to be treated. Absolutely. No, that's fantastic. And you're at the point in your career where you can pick and choose the projects that you want to be a part of. I'm curious in the be towards the beginning of your uh, career as a casting, um, well, you probably wouldn't have been a, a casting director. What would you call someone who's starting out uh, in casting, the casting world? Yeah. Casting assistant. Casting um, assistant. We started, we started as an intern. 
I skipped I skipped intern, which was was a little rocky, nice. truthfully. And I and I started <laughs> as an assistant, but yeah, it's it's casting assistant, then casting associate, and then casting director. Yeah. Um, what do you think? So, yeah. in, towards the beginning of your career, were some of the the things that you had to learn the hard way, or maybe that you didn't realize about the industry? Sure. Um, well, I, I started out um, working for A.V. Kaufman, who is, uh, you know, one of the m- most successful yes. film casting directors there Amazing. are. Uh, and she's uh, based in New York um, and works a ton, is very busy. So, mm. um, and as I mentioned, I hadn't interned before. I had had a short stint um, as an assistant on, a, on pilot season, but um, it, you know, it's, there's a huge learning curve um, for the Absolutely. most part everyone has their own way of doing things, but there are systems, you know, that are in place in terms of like keeping records of, of the actors that are being considered. And, Mm. you know, when I, when I was starting out, um, it was totally different technology. We were uh, dubbing VHS tapes and nothing. Holy smokes. Wow. Hard copy headshots. But, but yeah, there was a really big, you know, there was a lot to learn. And, um, luckily, uh, AV's associate at that time, Maureen Whalen, um, was just really, uh, you know, sort of took me under her wing and, and really showed me the ropes because otherwise I think I would have sunk. Um, That's amazing. Sure. Now, how did you yeah. manage to be able to skip the intern stage? <laughs> that question just kind of popped up. You were yeah. just such a hard worker and so well networked that you were just offered the position or did you just ask for it? Yeah, say that. I don't know that I would recommend it truthfully. I guess I had interned at a couple other companies. And so I, and someone needed a pilot season casting assistant immediately. It was for, um, UPN, which was like kind of formerly the CW. Gotcha. Um, and yes, yeah, so I guess someone that I had interviewed for a different article for backstage had ho- hooked me up with that job. And, and, um, it ended up being like a good learning experience, but it was tough. I mean, sure. I, I think, I think there's a reason that, you know, internships exist and uh, <laughs> true. I think I would have saved myself a lot, a lot of uh, <laughs> hardship had yes. I. Um, what are the cr- criteria that you've determined must be in place before you choose to attach yourself to a project? Well, I mean, I think that that question sort of applies itself most towards independent films because mm. um, I, I work on TV and film. I love I love theater, sure. but. Um, don't, I don't cast for theater. Um, with TV, it's a little bit different because usually when um, I, I am approached about a project, it's like close to, um, you know, ready to go. In other words, like the studio and, or the network or both, you know, both have the, have the budget together and, mm. and they're just looking to attach a casting director. Um, sometimes the, the series regulars are attached, sometimes not. Um, with independent film, there's just a much bigger question in terms of is the financing in place. So, oh. you know, I I come on at every stage. There are movies that, you know, um, last year I was hired for a movie um, called Roxanne, Roxanne, I think like five weeks out from shooting. Wow. With, with no one attached, really. <laughs> oh, um, goodness. About 43 roles. It was an incredible team. I wasn't going to turn it down. 
um, two uh, phenomenal producers, Nina Yang Bon Jovi and Mimi Valdez, um, and a really talented director, Michael Larnell. And it was just an opportunity that I felt I couldn't turn down. But that's not a lot of time to cast that many roles. Um, I really liked the script and I liked the people involved. So I said, yes. Um, Sometimes I'll read a script and the financing isn't together. And they're really looking, you know, to me to help put together the package that's going to bring in the money. And that's, you know, that I think has been um, the scenario that maybe has changed the most since I started out casting or started out casting on my own, I should say, just because those projects tend to take a lot out of you and they (laughs) they tend to go on for, you know, months and sometimes years. So it really has to be a project that like I love, you know, that I just absolutely, absolutely, I either just fall for the script or the director, writer, team, um, or producers, whatever it is, it has to be something that you know, I feel really close to, um, or, or something that I think just needs to be made and that I really want to help. Um, so yeah. that's awesome. Is there a particular project that you're really, just really proud of? Um, I'm sure you're proud of all of them, but one maybe that sticks out to you. Yeah. That, that reference, I would say you hard to pick between your children. Um, <laughs> it's hard. That's hard to, to pick. The most recent thing that I'm really proud of, um, yeah, maybe, maybe be Roxanne, Roxanne, the movie that I just mentioned, just because sure. it was you know, somewhat out of my comfort zone and was just such a massive cast and had to find people that could rap and have a lot of other skills. I really loved working with Todd Solon's, um on Wiener Dog. I thought that was a really fun. crazy fun cast. Um <laughs> Yeah, and it's and and there's another movie that's about to come out. It's debuting on um, Friday this Friday at BAM. The Strange Ones that Lauren Wolfstein oh, and Chris exciting. directed, and those are classmates of mine from grad school who I cast. And then six years later, cast their feature, and I just think they're incredibly talented, and, and it's always really fun to work with them because they awesome. have a really dark but um, <laughs> that's fantastic and fascinating worldview. So to to play in their world for um, a couple of months is always yeah super fun, and I'm really proud that of is, the work. That's that awesome. Now you do a lot of casting for for comedy, whether it's series <laughs> or features. Is that correct? Or am I incorrect? Um, yeah. No, no, you're correct. It's I don't think I've done that many features. I've done a lot of more dark TV, comedy, but TV okay. for sure. Yeah, I, I worked yeah. rock for years and a couple other um, yeah comedies. That's really cool because I mean, really, casting directors are the unsung heroes of making a production truly work on screen. I'm curious in your perspective how you approach casting uh, differently when maybe it's comedy versus drama. Or if it's very much the same? I mean, overall, I would say the process is pretty similar. Comedy, though, um, pacing is so important. Timing, yeah. tone. Um, I have a lot more fun, truthfully, in comedy auditions. They, they go <laughs> yes. a lot faster when it's good comedy, especially. Um, and when you're reading the same scenes a thousand times, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to laugh during it. Um, I think in terms of also like just the pool, the pool of talent that you're looking at, I mean, there are definitely actors who can do comedy or drama, but, um, you know, for the most part, uh, actors tend to be good at one or or the other. Um, and with drama, uh, yeah, I just, I think, you know, again, there's more, more time, uh, perhaps just in the auditions. Yeah. It's Mm. maybe a slower pace. Yeah, and I've worked on like super intense projects where sure. 
you also have to build in time to like, you know, decompress between takes because, you know, if something's super, yeah, yeah, you just, you can't just whip out take after take. It really, it ends up kind of, um, yeah, just destroying everyone. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's interesting. And you, you've been uh, fairly vocal about, um, how you enjoy trying to put people at ease because auditions are terrifying. I only ever, uh, (laughs) I studied drama in college and so I only ever auditioned for college plays, but I can remember that being unbelievably terrifying. Um, what are some kind of things, what, what do you do when you can tell someone's really tense and nervous? What types of things do you do to try to put them at ease? Um, well, I mean, I think it just, it's, it starts from like the very beginning of the audition process where like we really, even though we might be under the gun with time, like we really try to make sure that we're not over scheduling so that actors aren't waiting for a long time or, you know, in the waiting room with lots of other actors Absolutely. who are reading the role. We try to make sure that, you know, all of our material is up to date, even though sometimes scripts change last minute, but so that we're giving actors as much prep time as, as possible, you know, as soon as we have that material, it's in their hands. Sure. Um, and then just, yeah, just generally, like, I think we create, I say we, I mean, I, I do work with other people, but, um, <laughs> sure. My my longtime associate Candace Alastisa Lee um, uh, is who I was referring to. I was thinking back to pilot season, so I'm not speaking in the royal way. I was talking about <laughs> um, just try to create like a you know really relaxed environment um, where actors feel safe, you know, and, and able to do their best work. But yeah, if someone's feeling really tense and like I can tell, I'll certainly ask you know to like do you need a minute? Do you want to come back? Do you know, can we all breathe together? Whatever it is. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah. And look, sometimes, sometimes, um, you know, you just have to chalk it up. This is not the right role or the right day. Sure. I mean, occasionally for sure I'll have actors come back. Um, and especially if it's an actor I know and who's just having like an off time sure. of it. Um, yeah, it's auditioning is weird. It's not. It's not. You know. It's not acting. It's it's <laughs> this strange. You know, um, sort of bubble where where you really um, are kind of under a lot of pressure that that wouldn't necessarily be the case um, if you had time. To- you know, real time to prepare and and put on a role. So Absolutely. we get that. Um, that makes and sense. And we just try to make it as as painless as possible. It's, it's less painful than going to the doctor. Come on. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. True. No shots <laughs> involved. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, have you ever seen someone turned it around? Maybe it started just terribly and they, they really turned it around and, and you felt like that was, they were a winner. You know, I can't honestly recall that scenario, but definitely sure. like I've called actors in thinking they were going to do one thing and then been surprised. And that's the best. I mean, I love, I love, I love being pleasantly surprised, um, you know, and impressed by, you know, maybe an unexpected choice that an actor will bring in. That's yeah, that's interesting. And I know you've mentioned before that self-doubt really is the enemy of success when it comes to the casting process. And um, have you and I'm sure as you see actors over and over, you see them sort of building their skill set and losing some of that self-doubt. Um, when they come to you and they ask you maybe, you know, just personally, how do I help myself get past this? Are there any particular pieces of advice that you typically dish out other than just practice? 
Well, right. And the first thing I, you know, admit, this is tough. Like, this is not for (laughs) the stomach, you know, like this, this really is um, a a really rejection filled, difficult roller coaster profession. There's, you know, no kind of um, glorifying uh, the (laughs) process of of trying to get jobs and and to constantly be up against, you know, um, the rejection. So in as much as anyone can just kind of, uh, let it go after the audition. Like it's really not in your hands. There are so many other factors. And like, as long as you do your best work, that's all you, that's all you can ask of yourself, you know? So kind of, as you said, you know, developing skills, but also developing skills of, um, not, in a funky headspace, whatever that is. And I I mean, I, I have to, I have to practice what I preach a lot because it's not quite the same, but it also, you know, there's some rejection with casting, like as an independent casting director, you're always looking for your next job. You're often up against, Mm. um, you know, sometimes people you've worked for, um, (laughs) with for jobs and it's tough, you know, why isn't someone going to pick you to cast their show? And, um, and a lot of times, you know, it's it's really not personal. Like, there are just a lot of sure. other objective factors that go into it. Sometimes it's not, but you're not going to get anywhere by, by um, you know, beating yourself up about it. So, Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so just kind of trusting the process. And if there is anything else you could do, I guess, go do it. But since there's <laughs> not, you know... I don't know, maybe take up meditation or go, go see a movie after your audition and, <laughs> and get prepped for the next one. Yes. And the, and the other thing really that, you know, I, I do believe in, and have talked to younger actors, but it's not, it's not like a, you know, a sprint. It's not a quick race. Um, mm-hmm. you've heard that metaphor. Like it really, it's a, it's a huge marathon. Mm-hmm. And if you're working constantly and you're getting called back and maybe it's not, for, you know, you're not booking that one role that you really wanted, but you're getting called in for another role at the same casting office. Like you're, you're working on building your career and building these relationships and, and you're in it for the long haul. And that means something. It's not some, you know, there's no real immediate gratification. Absolutely. Yeah. And those organic relationships I can imagine are really key, especially because when you feel comfortable with someone, you can get true feedback and actually grow. Um, and you're an independent casting director. So you, you relationships are obviously very important to you in terms of securing work. Um, how do you, um, once you do land a project, I'm curious if you have any interesting, um, insights in terms of building relationships, maybe with a director you've never worked with before and truly working to capture their vision for the project. Um, does it just involve a lot of talking and, or are there any tricks that you like to use in terms of really getting in their head and understanding what they have in mind? Yeah. I mean, I just, I try to watch everything they've ever shot or written and I just have like conversations about, um, about actors. So I get a sense of who they, Mm. they really like and what their taste is. Um, directors work differently. You know, I've worked with directors who are really visual. Um, and so, you know, if they have lookbooks that created about their scripts or, you know, they have photos that they're, they've been looking at, you know, sometimes I can't find exact 
matches if there are like budgetary constraints or you know what have you or if it's you know huge cast and 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 we're focusing on sort of the lead roles versus some of the smaller roles but to see who they've envisioned or imagined that can be mm. you know really helpful um or if it's a comedic director you know understanding what makes them laugh um sure. is really super to me. So yeah, it's just a lot of conversations. I mean, I, I just, um, did a film last summer called Mercy, um, with this incredible director, Tali Shalom is there who had done a film called princess in Israel. And this was her first film, um, in the States, but nice. we never met, we never met. We, we like, we just Skyped. Oh, wow. Skyped like, I don't even know. Duh. <laughs> dozens of times um I, I will meet her when the film comes out next year but um <laughs> that was that was a first for me truthfully um but yeah I mean thankfully because of you know Skype and FaceTime you know I, f- I feel like now I you know I know her super well even though <laughs> Yeah, we never That's actually. That's awesome. Um, the film industry is pretty male dominated, and I come more from the technology industry, and it's kind of the same thing. But it seems like yeah. the casting space is pretty female dominant. Um, did you want to speak to that at all? Or um, ca- casting is very intuitive. Um, Absolutely, you really kind of develop your taste, and and then when you're you know first on a project and you're envisioning who could be in that world you know there's just there's something you know very emotional intuitive about it so Absolutely. perhaps that um you know is something definitely that plays you a part yeah about. but um and there's a lot of compromise which i think i don't know i don't want to be over generous <laughs> yes, you know maybe women can tend to yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I mean I, I will say that i think you know a lot of the other film present uh, positions are, are hugely lacking in gender equality and, yes. and especially, you know, female directors and female writers and sure. just there aren't enough female stories on screen. And so in terms of that, you know, I, I have chosen casting as, as my main profession profession, but I, I do see, um, you know, myself taking a more active role in, in trying to give access to, to female directors oh, and writers. That's fantastic. And just because it's for just the so success of Wonder Woman, right? I'm just going to open. Well, the door yeah, for no, more. it's huge. And I, I will say, you know, I was really, um, I don't know that I started out being so, um, aware of it but I, I worked sure. with four, four or five film female film directors just in the past year um and really believe in all Sweet. of their talent so that's strong awesome. so I'm excited for the world to get to know them better <laughs> that's awesome this, this year yeah and very exciting and I know personally in my own life having kids has I think broadened the way that I approach creativity and really my job, the world, everything has being a parent changed the way that you approach your career at all. Of course it's going to change your schedule naturally, but has it just changed the way you approach life in general and or your career? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I think it's made me a lot more empathetic and, Hmm. and a more giving person. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's changed me, you know, fundamentally, but in terms of like the way that I, I work, um, uh, just logistically, I'm up a lot earlier. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> no not the only, a lot earlier after school, oh, boy. you know, it's funny. I had, there was an executive, I was working on a, on a series, um, who, who, uh, you know, I had just had my son and I, I think I was like making excuses for it. And she was like, Oh, I much prefer, you know, you're a, a young mom, uh, than out until 4am every night. And I know exactly <laughs> where to reach you. And I laughed at that. I mean, 
I, I do whenever I can. I prioritize, you know, leaving the office at a normal hour to get home to my kids. Um, and then the nature of the business is that usually after they're in bed, I'm working from home for a couple hours just because I, you know, I often work on L.A. hours. Um, but I'd much prefer that than being stuck in an office. And honestly, yes. in this day and age, people know where to reach me. They have my cell phone. If anything, you know, uh, happens, <laughs> we're not doing auditions past 6, 6 p.m. anyway. Uh, Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Thank, that's awesome. No, that's really interesting. Um, another question would be, um, if someone in the audience is listening in there, uh, they want to know more about the world of casting and what that entails. What might you suggest they maybe a documentary they watch or a book they read or perhaps something they can do in real life uh, to maybe dip their toe in the water? Yeah, I, well, the the only documentary that I really can recommend and know of, but it's a wonderful one, is Casting By. Oh, it's um, a good one, and but, it's on Netflix yeah, right now. It it is. Oh, it's on Netflix now. That's great. Yeah, about legendary casting director Marion Doherty and Lynn Stallmaster, um, and that'll give I think anyone a really good indication of of what casting directors do. I mean, that was really fabulous to have that bit of PR for my family members who really don't know. <laughs> what I do. So to be able to <laughs> just watch, watch this, it, you understand it. Um, <laughs> and in terms of what I can do, I mean, there's so many, um, so many ways of kind of getting a sense. I think the first thing is just to pay attention, you know, when you're watching television, um, sure. or your film and, and you like somebody's performance, just, um, you know, looking on IMDb uh, or online to see what other films they've been in, um, going sure. to film festivals. I, I mean, one, one thing I love is seeing movies like bef- before they they've been unleashed on the world, so I can make my own, you know, formulate my own opinions. Nice. Um, and there are film festivals in every city now, you know, and or every um, even towns. So even if you know you don't have access to some of like the bigger film festivals, um, there's probably a local one near you and, and staying for the Q and A's and understanding how the process works of, you know, how, how the film was made and put together and, and just kind of starting to take tally of, of who's in what and who works with who. And I think that can be, you know, a really useful muscle. Um, but, but other than that, I mean, most, even though there are regional, hubs where there is a lot of casting now, Atlanta being one and certainly up in Canada, um, LA and New York, at least in the States are, uh, the sort of meccas of production. (laughs) So if you're really serious about casting, um, you know, getting an internship, uh, in one of those cities, um, is really key. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, another question would be, and not to just pepper you with questions, but really, I no, guess no. that's the point of this, right? Yeah. Um, would be if you were speaking to um, a group of, you know, young, hardworking actors who've maybe been working at it for years and haven't had their big break yet. I think if you're, you know, you've been really working for a long time, you're really preparing for your auditions. Um, maybe it is time to just try a, a different approach, even if it's just, you know, is my headshot working for me? Do I, can I recut my reel? Is there something that I, you know, have Absolutely. done recently that I want to add to it? Um, am I being proactive? You know, I think actors sometimes feel like they're, you know, waiting around for their next job when really there are other ways of of um, kind of drumming up work um, if if sure. they write um, or know other people who create and are working on projects even if they're not paid or um, super fancy like you know to be able to keep working as you're looking for 
those bigger jobs, I think is a real gift. And also, you know, I mentioned for people who want to go into casting to go to film festivals or to kind of network and, and really go out and meet people. I think it's important for actors to do that as well and Absolutely. really kind of court young filmmakers and other up and coming artists um, and really kind of find their tribe because, sure. you know, not, not everyone is loyal, but a lot are. And I think it's really, it's a great thing to to um, kind of reach out to people as they're on their way up and, you know, to go up to, a, you know, a, a young director and say, um, you know, tell them how much you liked their project and that you would love to work with them in any capacity. I mean, those relationships can often really pan out. Um, Absolutely. You never know. I mean, it sometimes it, ta- it takes longer for some people than for for others. And it just, it does sometimes just take that one project or, you know, I feel like now we're, we're really finally starting to see, you know, different, different looking heroes and heroines on screen. And it's not just the, you know, um, Barbie, Barbie and Ken versions of everything. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you noticed um, that people are much more open to diversity in casting. That's awesome. I mean, it seems like it from a consumer perspective, but that's really exciting. And I I mean, mean, it's still sometimes a fight. um, I'm sure to have people considered for roles, but, (laughs) but um, no, but I, I I see a huge difference from, I mean, I, I, my first casting job was, Oh God, it was 15 or 16 years ago. So things have really changed. Yes. It's great stuff. Well, if anyone wants to follow what you're up to, um, are you on Twitter? I'm trying to, I should have looked that up. I'm on, Twitter, but I, I have to admit that I don't tweet no very worries. often, um, but I am, I am You're busy doing I, important I, things occasionally, uh, you know, uh, try to get word out though. And I have, I have an Instagram handle too, which is J D C S T N G. Um, and, uh, I am uh, on the Casting Society of America, which is an organization for casting directors um, all over the w- world, really, but you know specifically in in the states. And um, the Broadway casting directors right now um, are not uh, protected uh, by any union, so they have wow. no health insurance, no pension, which is really um, surprising. Yeah, wow, wow really, because all other craftspeople on Broadway are get, get, um, health insurance and benefits, um, you know, from costume, wow. uh, to electricians to stagehands. And so, um, CSA, uh, is promoting right now this under the hashtag fairness for casting, uh, a huge initiative to, to get some support for the casting directors from the Broadway league who has not really, um, listen to uh there are please so um that's that's readily available online but if you want to spread the word about absolutely. that absolutely um, we're we're really rallying for our our broadway casting directors that's to get awesome. some coverage because the film and tv um we uh casting directors have been unionized uh for the past 11 or 12 years wow that that's a shame really well thank you so much jessica for taking an hour of your evening and spending oh, talking to me answering all my questions thank you so much for your interest and um i'm happy to um provide any light on our on our profession and hopefully um yeah hopefully there's some uh, nascent casting directors out there who decide to give it a try absolutely 